Welcome to 41 Files. I'm Casey Murray. And I'm Katherine Finnerty. We're digital producers at 41 Action News. In this special two-part miniseries, we'll look back on one of the deadliest engineering failures in U.S. history, which happened right here in Kansas City. Chaos ensued following the disaster in the lobby of the Hyatt Regency Hotel. More than 1,600 people were gathered there for a Friday night tea dance. They watched in horror as the fourth floor skywalk fell onto the second floor skywalk and both onto the dancers below. 114 people were killed. In our first episode, we told you about the collapse, the emergency response and its effect on families. We heard from Dr. Joe Weckerly, who was one of the emergency medical first responders, and Brent Wright, who lost his mother and stepfather in the collapse. In part two, Casey will show you how speculation about the cause spread after the collapse and what changed in the industry, who was held responsible, and how the community moved forward. After the collapse, a couple things happened. Family members of those who were killed, as well as survivors who were injured, sued the hotel, and the hotel sued the engineering and architectural firms who designed it. There was a criminal court case, there was an investigation into the project. As the investigation unfolded, theories about what caused the collapse and whose fault it was ran wild. To everybody the next morning, the papers were full of theories like harmonic vibrations from the music, that there was a trembling of the steel, uh, people dancing, swaying to the music, um, cheap materials, poor construction. That's William Quatman, an architect and lawyer who was just beginning his architectural career in Kansas City when the Hyatt collapse happened. He sits on the board of the Skywalk Memorial Foundation and has given talks to students about the disaster. Quatman was interviewed at the memorial for the Hyatt collapse, so you may hear some road noise in the background. He said there was a lot of speculation about what happened in the weeks and months after, while investigators were still working to find the root cause. News stories have a short shelf life. And so people read the first few papers, it's vibrations, it's music, it's contractor. Months later, when they find out it's an engineering mistake, the story's gone cold. News organizations hypothesized it was the vibrations from the music that shook the skywalks and caused them to fall. Or maybe it was the dancers who were on the skywalks swaying. These speculative stories distort the weight of the true cause, that an engineering mistake caused the collapse. Nobody could believe that an engineer who was trained to protect life, health, and safety of the public could have missed an important detail. And that's what happened. The mistake had to do with the way the fourth and second floor skywalks were attached to the ceiling. Bob Berkebile was the architect on the Hyatt. He was interviewed outside of Children's Mercy where passersby can step on a piano sidewalk, so you'll hear notes being played in the background. He said the original design for the skywalks changed, and the people who were supposed to notice it was unsafe just didn't. The original design was one rod from ceiling to the lowest bridge, and the higher bridge was on the, suspended on the same rod. But I understand from all of the discovery and the court proceedings, etc., that the fabrication engineer suggested to the structural engineer that it would be more efficient to have two rods rather than one very long rod requiring them to suspend the first bridge and then the second bridge from the same set of rods. The change meant that the box beam holding the rods from the fourth floor skywalk would hold the weight of that skywalk as well as the weight of the second floor walk below it. 
The box beam holding these rods split, which allowed the rods to fall through and brought the skywalks crashing down. The first thought was, this is a huge human disaster. And the second thought was, did I cause it? Did I kill these people? Berkebile had just arrived at a friend's house with his wife when he found out what happened at the Hyatt. He called the people he had been working with, and they asked him to drive over. When he got there, emergency staff asked him to join the rescue effort because they needed someone to assess if the building would collapse further. He still had no idea if he was to blame for what he saw. I had been in Vietnam. I'd seen bad stuff. But this was the worst thing I had ever seen. But even after he knew the collapse wasn't his fault, the question of how do we prevent this stuck with Berkebile. There was no relief in learning that it was a structural issue, structural failure, because that couldn't change what had happened. I mean, the people had still lost their lives, and those that survived had had their lives changed, and, and we still had a failure. And how do you create a future that is void of that kind of failure? Berkebile said media coverage painted the project in a bad light. But the problems that caused the collapse went much deeper than the two engineers and the engineering firm that ultimately bore the blame and lost their licenses. Ultimately, it still requires high performance on the part, on the part of all the players. And, and that, frankly, that gives me pause. It's often been said that this project was a fast track, was cutting corners, that is not true. Hallmark Cards is a very conservative hometown company. When we had the minor collapse during construction, there was never a question. They said, shut the project down. Let's find out what happened. That is not someone who's cutting corners. Part of my wake up call is, even with the best intentions and the best guidelines, horrible things can happen. So it requires all of us to be at our best all the time the collapse forced a rethink of architectural and engineering best practices. Many sources now point to breakdowns in communication as a critical issue. Rules have been changed about how structures are inspected in the aftermath of the Hyatt disaster. Yeah, the ripple effect was significant in the industry and some, some improvements happened that were good for the industry. Uh, building codes were changed and the most significant was that in all buildings today in America, a third-party engineer has to go in and inspect all the steel connections in a project that's under construction. That's Quatman again, the architect and lawyer, talking about the changes that resulted from the Hyatt collapse. He also said that, when it was unclear what exactly caused the failure, engineers pointed at architects, while architects pointed at engineers. The collapse made it necessary to figure out who was responsible for every part of the project. The engineers said, well, it's somebody else's job to check it, not mine. And the conductor said, no, we thought you checked it. And it turned out nobody checked it. So that was a miscommunication that today there are things in place to prevent that from happening. Today, computer programs make it easier to test structural weight and make sure everything is distributed correctly. But engineering wasn't the only thing that changed. Dr. Joe Weckerly, who you may remember from episode one, said the emergency response to the Hyatt collapse is still used as an example of how to respond to a disaster. In the first 24 hours, the lesson learned from all of these, including the Hyatt, was all disaster responses are local. You will not get help 
You will not get aid. You will not get the federal government or the state government in there in time to change that first critical period. So in your plan, in your community, if you don't plan, it will be a disaster further. Weckerly also said post-traumatic stress syndrome, or PTSS, was brought to the forefront in the aftermath of the collapse. Post-traumatic stress syndrome wasn't a big deal prior to the Hyatt. The Hyatt put it on national TV, and then the revisits to the Hyatt put it on national TV and made it a priority, which it should be, for both the victims and the rescuers and the families. PTSS is a name for the struggle people may go through after experiencing trauma. It's now most commonly associated with soldiers returning from war, who may have flashbacks or panic attacks associated with PTSS. Of course, there are also lessons the media should take from the disaster. Berkabal said he was blamed by multiple different experts and journalists following the collapse, even though it wasn't his fault. Uh, I was reading articles from other architects, professors, and so on, that were giving me full credit for this failure and the lives and uh, were speculating, but it sounded like the way it was written that they knew. Quatman said he's been reading the stories which hypothesize about the cause of the recent tragic condo collapse in Florida. While he's not surprised by what he reads, he's disappointed. Well, the most important thing about the media is to be accurate about what happened. I mean, I'm reading news stories now about the Florida condo collapse, and I just shake my head because everybody thinks they know what happened. Nobody knows what happened. In a small, quiet park behind the hotel where everything happened, and next to Children's Mercy Hospital, there is an abstract statue of two people dancing. It's the memorial to the 114 people who lost their lives 40 years ago. It took almost 10 years to get the memorial built, and in 2015, the Skywalk Memorial Foundation dedicated it to the first responders and victims of the collapse. Brent Wright, who we spoke to in episode one, is now president of the Memorial Foundation. He goes to the memorial to reflect and remember his mom. We should learn, you know, from what's happened. We should remember all those wonderful people, first responders, but we should also never forget, as we're reminded, you know, with what's happened in Florida, that, that these things can, can happen and they shouldn't happen. Thank you so much for listening to our special two-part mini-series on the Hyatt disaster. We have these stories and more, including an interactive timeline and photo gallery online at kshb.com slash Hyatt40.